0: It was a dramatic morning in the Constitutional Court. Here to tell us why is Michael Dewey the chairman of the Independent Candidates Association of South Africa. Welcome, Michael.
1: Hello, Chris. And um, just on your introductory statement, it wasn't a dramatic morning. It was a dramatic weekend for me waiting for the two judgments today. So... I'm glad it's all over. You're getting me at a good spot.
0: Well, tell us about the two judgments. I'll let you decide which one to go with first.
1: Well, let me go with the, um, I had two, judge, uh, two applications in front of the Concord. Um, the first one was the Independent Candidates Association. And that was about um, the the differentiation that for independent candidates to take part in our political landscape, independent candidates had to get double the votes of what a political party member needed to get. So, for instance, um, if there's 16,000 voters, a political party needed to get 45,000 votes, while an independent candidate needed to get 90,000 votes to qualify. And so we always said that that wasn't a fair rationality. And so our arguments were based a lot on the rationality test. Um, that the barriers to entry for an independent candidate was really not great. And so um, we really did an an excellent application um, to the courts, and um, the concord came out, they took three months for the judgment, and the concord came out with really a very comprehensive judgment, um, saying that they believe that um, there is rationality and the split of 200-200, members direct and 200 members um, compensatory, that the Electoral Act as it stands passes that rationality test. So that was the basis of the judgment that they dismissed our case um, on a unanimous judgment, which really was very surprising to me um, because it's really not what we expected. So let me just um, maybe tell your viewers, the complications of this, I think that's the that's really where the tire hits the tar. Um, the bottom line is: firstly, I'm wanting to say that um, it was a historic judgment; it was a judgment that forever and a day, uh, but will stand the test of time because civil society needs to test these judgments. And this application or this whole issue of electoral reform comes for more than six years. That um, my first application I lodged. In May, uh, and on well, the fifth of December in 2017 already, and funny enough, exactly to today is six years because we specially lodged it on the day that Nelson Mandela passed, and can you believe it? He passed on the on the fifth, and the judgment was passed on the fifth. So um, it, it meant a lot to us, and I think he would be very proud of civilry and the action of civil society to test these cases. You know, and to make sure that we're good custodians of the constitution. So, secondly, this is has always been about constitutionality, because we are a constitutional state. And I really believed, and still believe, that independent candidates are net not feel fairly treated, and that political parties have got more rights than a um, independent candidate. Um, the concord today found otherwise, and believed that the Electoral Act is constitutional. So what's going to happen now is going to be very, very interesting. That now the big challenge is that independent candidates have to really pick up the muster to prove their strengths. Because the reason why I really believe I'm um, in the trajectory of independent candidates, because there are many, many leaders, young leaders, great leaders, great women, community leaders, that want to directly nominate their leader, whether they're from a political party or not a political party. But there's many leaders that don't want to be part of a political party. So independents need to have a fair playground. And that's why this act is so important to encourage independent candidates to stand. Now, the big test is going to be in the 2024 elections. Because I can predict something now uh, now already. And please, Buzz News, put it in your library because it's going to happen. And it's in our court papers and I'd love to prove it. There are going to be facts that an independent candidate needs to get 90,000 90, votes for a seat. And they get 67,000 votes. And they don't get elected as a member of Parliament. But a political party with 43,000 votes will get a seat as a member of Parliament. Now, that could never be fair for independent candidacy. If you think independent candidates have to fight on their own, they have to get signatures, they must do everything on their own and they get 67,000 votes and they don't qualify, while a political party with forty or 45,000 votes does get in. So that's going to be the test. I believe we're going to be proven right. Because we did our numbers, we had a check by actuaries and things. The court felt that they couldn't interfere with what Parliament said and that Parliament must be divided um, the 400 seats, 200, 200. So, um, and that was a long story, Chris. I wondered if you could maybe just ask me some questions before we um, move. Just regarding that, that you might, before I go on to our second application.
0: Absolutely. there were many independent candidates waiting for this judgment to decide whether they would risk standing. So
1: has this come as a big blow to their hopes? Well, you know, I think it's disappointing. Let me put it that way. I think the type of individuals that we're trying to attract as independent candidates must be your leaders of society, must be the person that can attract um, the eighteen ninety thousand votes. I mean, we've seen a lot about Zaki Ahmad and some great leaders that are wanting to stand. Alindiwe um, Masibuko that is continuing uh, thinking of standing. And I've got a list of 29 independent candidates of very high profile that wanting to stand. Now, the big thing is I know that other political parties always say that don't vote for a small party or don't vote for one person, they're not going to make a difference. It's not the truth. I am test me that one person can make a difference. We need to enrich our democracy, our fabric of our society. And the more we have these debates and the more we challenge our comfort zones and look at creative thinking, I believe the more vibrant our democracy. So, um, me being chair of the organization, um uh, it is a little bit of a knock to us, but it hasn't tempered our, our commitment and our passion to do something about our great South Africa, to train and equip new leaders, new voices, new faces. Um, so that's really my heart about it. Um, it's my sixth year. I'm going to go 10 years to make sure that we've got a multi-party democracy.
0: Now, let's move on to better news. Tell us about the other judgment.
1: Yes, the other judgment was the application with One South Africa Movement. And that um, was an application that um, in the past, political parties always needed to get a thousand signatures to prove their constituency, um, that they've got a constituency to, um, you know, that, that can vote for them. And then when it came to the Electoral Act, The um, New Electoral Act said that you need to get 15% of your previous quota in your regions because this election you're going to vote according to provinces and not according to national. And that caused some independent candidates and new political parties to get between 9,000 and 14,000 signatures. Now, it might not sound a lot, but actually what it does equate to is that if it takes five minutes for a person to get a signature. You have to go to the person, look up if he's a registered voter, and then get him to sign And It takes five minutes. It will take you to employ 50 people for six months to be able to qualify on that whole issue of the signatory requirement to qualify. So as a result, um, the court came out with a um, divided judgment, by the way. There was five, four. And in a majority judgment they came out to say that they do believe that this is inconsistent with the constitution, inconsistent that every person has equal rights and equal protection, and that they ruled that this clause is um inconsistent with the constitution and that they will um for twenty six months suspend this clause, giving parliament the opportunity to change it and then to um and then um, allow that for this election, independent candidates and new political parties only need to get a thousand signatures as what we um, applied for. So in that judgment, um, we, we did win. And in that judgment, obviously, it's a great added bonus for independent candidates to only get a thousand signatures to stand.
0: Quite. So if I were to stand as an independent candidate tomorrow, what would my, the simple process be?
1: Well, the simple process is immediately you must go now and um, you must go and um, get the proclamation from the IEC to uh, get your forms and that you register as an independent candidate and get a prescribed form where you must get your signatures and then immediately start getting your 1,000 signatures to qualify as an independent candidate. Now that this judgments come out, the IC can start registering um, independent candidates and getting the signatures. And then you need to start mobilizing. I think what, well, firstly, um, Chris, I can tell you now, many academics, many political writers do not know how the Electoral Act stands at the moment. It's complicated. It's, um, most people don't know it. So we'll have to go on a huge education drive to explain to the uh, voters how this new act looks like. And that's also the part of independent candidates. From my point of view as the um, Independent Candidates Association, we're going out full steam to identify great leaders in all the provinces and then equip and train them to become independent candidates and politicians. Because don't think because you were the dean of a university or of a medical faculty that you can just go to parliament and it's business as usual. I truly believe you need to be educated and equipped to be a statesman or stateswoman. And then secondly, obviously, to start mentoring young people. Um, My heart is definitely for the young people, younger generation, to start standing up in our democracy and taking this country of ours in their own hand. We need to start heading over the baton. And you can see I'm getting gray, you know, we can't do all this work, fight court cases and then still fight a constituency and an election. So that's the um, Osa case. So in a nutshell. In a nutshell, we've got a vibrant democracy. In a nutshell, we need the strength of the civil society to be custodians of our laws. My greatest gratification is that South Africa has got a strong civil society where we can stand up and make our voices heard. Thirdly, Um, One of the researches I'm going to do is I really believe that Parliament failed when it comes to public participation. All these matters were brought before Parliament, the Standing Committee, and we could have stopped millions of rands of costs if they just listened to our public comments and not just ticked a box and threw, not saying they threw it in a dustbin, but that they really took our comments seriously because... When it comes to civil society, there's no agenda. The agenda is to make a South Africa that really works. And we now 30 years down the line. We see where South Africa is. I truly believe if we don't stand up as citizens in, um, in our respective skills, experiences and talents, we won't be the great country we wanted to.
0: Thank you. That was Michael Louis, the chairman of the Independent Candidates Association of South Africa, speaking to Biznews after an eventful morning in the Constitutional Court where two judgments were handed down that will affect the way independent candidates participate in next year's general election. Thank you, Michael.